Hey, man, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl. Howdy, my rowdies, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl, man. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're having a good time getting ready for that large weekend. Uh, technically, I'm off on Friday, so this is like my Sunday. So, uh, boo-hoo for CR3, right? Back to reality tomorrow. Anyway, man, stick around. Episode 41 is here, and thanks for hanging out, dude. Uh, let me talk about this. I don't know if I've really talked much to the comics about this, uh, but I'm kind of getting tired of like people finding out that I do comedy Especially at like a bar, you know, and they had a little too much to drink. And then they ask me to tell them a joke, right? And, you know, I, I don't mind running bits on friends. I do it all the time, you know, but I give them a warning first. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, check this bit out, you know. But, I mean, to be honest, it's 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 off-putting, okay? So don't don't ask a comic to just tell, them a, tell you a joke, you know, like... And I was nice enough about it. You know, I was like, hey, man, I tell you what, I got these shows, blah, blah, blah. You should come check out a mic. He didn't want to hear that. You know, he was just upset because I would not tell him a joke. So, uh, you know, sorry, I'm not I'm not going to do that. Or maybe I should. I don't know what you comics out there do. Um, I don't know what the protocol is, but it feels a little dirty to me. Just give it away. You know what I mean? Uh, or maybe I should just write like terrible, terrible jokes to just give away uh, when somebody asks me, that's probably what I'll do. Um, that's a thought. Anyway, that's my rant. It's not really a rant, but kind of. Um, I don't really have an answer for it other than, yeah, maybe I'll just write a bad joke and, and give it to a drunk person. And maybe they'll laugh. You know, maybe they'll love it. I don't know. Anywho. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't have commercials. I'm not really going to do a commercial for any of my shows uh, coming up because they're at the end of the month. So I'll do that later. But uh, I would like to give a shout out to another uh, comedian's podcast out there. My man, the big dog, Josh Lewis and Hot Sauce, Rob Haynes, have a podcast called Letters from Camp Blood. And uh, if you're a horror fan, if you're a comedy fan... Well, you're in luck because it is a horror movie podcast where Rob and the big dog just sit around and talk about the movie, kind of, but just, it's a fun time. Letters from Camp Blood. Check it out. I think they're like 52 episodes in right now. They're doing great. So shout out to them and give them a like, give them a subscribe. You guys ready for your episode? Cool, man. Episode 41 is with Miss Kayla Evans. Uh, Kayla's been doing comedy for a while. In fact, she was one of the first comics I met when I started doing comedy. And as she loves to say, she was mean to me. And that's true. Uh, I guess she was just trying to, you know, <laughs> put the new comics in their place or something. Very territorial, Miss Kayla Evans. But uh, she became a good friend of mine. And what follows is uh, just a fun, natural conversation between uh Two comedians and who are kind of mean to each other sometimes. So please enjoy it. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Miss Kayla Evans. Hi everybody, my antidepressants working. Give it up for me. Yeah. Thank you. 
much of anything else either. Um, yeah, we're all going to find out if I'm still funny right now. I'm, I'm not really sure. Have y'all ever experienced schadenfreude? Uh, yeah, there we go. So if you don't know what schadenfreude is, it is the joy in seeing other people be miserable or suffer. And, yeah. And you know, I know that sounds weird. I, I first experienced it when I went on Facebook and saw what all of my middle school bullies are up to today. That's where I've experienced it. I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody who wronged me. But something did, so I'm going to see if there's some joy in it. Why not? Um, this girl named Paige who bullied me, she got arrested for selling a fatal dose of heroin to someone. That's not the part I enjoy. Let me clear that out of the way. Um, what did happen, though, when she got arrested, um, they took her mug shot, and they put this in a paper. She was wearing a t-shirt that said, stupid is as stupid does. <laughs> is it bad that I enjoy that? Is it? No? Thank you. Is it bad that I want to put it on a t-shirt that sells merchandise? Is that bad? <laughs> Kayla Evans, what's going on? Hey. <laughs> and that's the podcast that's all right. it appreciate yep. you for hanging we're out we're all done <laughs> that's all people want to hear from me I, yeah I think so you know tell people I'm gonna have you on they're like eh it's a bye yeah, week this is gonna be like the least listened to podcast for sure <laughs> you know you know how when a female comic goes on stage and everyone goes out to smoke or go to the bathroom that's what this podcast oh, episode's gonna be oh this, <laughs> this is what we're we're getting into this we're getting the down and dirty right out of the uh, gate oh I just thought it was I don't think it's just for females, though, because I feel that every time I go up. You, See, you, you feel that way? I do. Especially really? at Mike's, I feel like I'm the, I'm the set, I'm the smoke break guy. It's like, oh, it's just Carl. You know, it's, <laughs> we'll get back when, you know, when somebody good goes up or. Something. I mean, that's something I'm realizing, though, too, is that most comics don't listen to each other's sets. And that's fine, right? Yeah, it is fine. You know, like, I know. I don't feel bad about it anymore. <laughs> I, I had, I had a comic, uh, come up recently and he's like, to, to the underdog Mike and he said, Hey, man, just to let you know, I'm going to stay here the whole time. I was like, man, you don't have to. You know, it's like, because I set the, the mic up to so you, you guys and gals can go hit all the mics if you want to. Right. And it's not going to hurt my feelings. And, and he's like, no, I'm going to stay. I was like, yeah, but you don't have to. And then he's like, Carl, I'm staying the whole time. I was like, well, all right, sir. Cool. <laughs> it's like, if that's what you want to do to watch 23 people on a Monday mm -hmm. going through the same things that you've heard over and over that's fine yeah it's interesting i re remember when i started it there was kind of a stigma behind like going to multiple mics a lot night and like leaving a mic some, some people would get mad yeah back in the day. which is it, it is kind of silly it, which i guess there was less mics back then too maybe kind of i mean okay. there might be mics like right after each other or yeah yeah it seems yeah. like i think things have kind of changed now yeah i think that attitude's changed for sure I, just from talking to people that I've heard those stories that that's how it used to be. But like now it's just like, no, man, there's so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to get mad. Right. You know? And also it's not yeah. a show. It's Mike. Exactly. Know? And also if it is a show and you paid money, I already got your money. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Could, you could leave whenever you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Heck, even when I did the show last night, you know, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm hosting or whatever. But yeah, all the comics left. <laughs> they went outside, you know, <laughs> yeah. until like, you know, the show Sorry, then everybody came in. But I was like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, I, I, right. again, I mean, it was a packed room. It does. Yeah, so that's good. That's true. And I felt bad uh, that uh, I made all the comics have to get up, you know, because we had to get used to their chairs, you mm -hmm. know, because it yeah. was that packed. Yeah. Now, again, we're talking about that deadly show, which is like 35 people. 
Right. Or something like but that. But it's a small But it's a small place. venue. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I guess we shouldn't talk about what Jessica Carter said. <laughs> no, cut that out. <laughs> I won't say anything. Yeah. But it's it's fun to have that experience. You know, it's like something that wild. We, we could talk about how Evan broke character. <laughs> Well, Evan did break character, and, but stuff like that, you know, yeah. and I've never seen that. I've never seen happen, yeah. and that's just a fun thing to happen. On you never really know what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's all about the the weird and the yeah and like, those small things like that. I mean, know? I'm sure you get that a lot at your open mic. Oh, because anybody can go up. Yeah, yeah, and like luckily, you know, when when we started the underdog mic, they said. uh uh well, they had made a poster and it said open mic night. I was like, yeah, you might want to say comedy on there. Oh, yeah. Have that's ever, a good point. I know, like, have you ever been to an open mic where? <laughs> uh, one time at the East Room, like, there were two comics that went up in a row that did, like, poetry. And it was so, it, it was bad. Oh, were they, oh, that was at the East Room. I yeah. That. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. 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 It, it but was... they, like, they thought they were being funny too or something. Yeah. 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 That was horrible. <laughs> I actually. Um, right down the street, they used to do a poetry night, poetry night at the Portland Brew. I went to oh, one really? of them, and some guy forgot his poem, so he tried to like tell a stupid story, and they hated that. So, wow. if there's a lesson to be learned, do the the art at the open mic that is made for. Don't do something different. <laughs> People are not going to appreciate it at all. <laughs> uh, what's your take on uh, musical comedy? Like when when people. Uh, we'll bring their guitars to mics and, and sing a silly song. What do you think? I like it. You like it? I think it's cool. You don't mind it? Okay. No, I don't mind it at all. I mean, it is Nashville. That's to be kind yeah. of expected. Um, well, I, I think I remember hearing like Brad Edwards had like a no guitar rule. Really? Comedy. I kind of like that. <laughs> Even Patrick? Even Patrick Devine? Uh, I don't know, to hmm. be honest. Uh, I guess we'll have to ask Patrick. Right. Maybe, maybe if he hears this one day, he'll be like, Tell us the truth. Talk some know. shit. Maybe. No, hopefully. No, That'd be fun. <laughs> I don't think Patrick would talk shit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he did, it would be like like by accident or something. I uh-huh. think, you know, or maybe he'll write a song about this. Oh gosh. I, I'm sure we're not trying to talk about other comics on the podcast, but that's I, what this podcast is for. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the gossip round, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I do have a funny Patrick story. Um oh, okay. but no, I when I before I actually went to my first open mic, I went to watch one first at Belcourt Taps. And, you know, I was even nervous just doing that. I had never seen, like, an open mic or, like, amateur night, and like, new the, comics before. And the Belcourt Taps mic was a clean mic, too. Yes. Right? Um, well, Patrick went up first, and he he told a joke about um, fucking a burrito. or And yeah, um, as soon as he went went off stage Bo Schuster went up there and was like okay everybody this is a clean mic oh, wow. <laughs> but and everyone laughed but at, that was the moment where I was like you know what I think I could do this because <laughs> okay. I don't know when you go to an open mic for the first time you see people trying new stuff and you see people who might bomb right. which before that all you see is professionals so that's intimidating yeah, but sure. once you actually see it's like okay I don't have to be perfect at my first mic mm-hmm. even though like I think everybody tries to be right I mean and that's why I try to tell people who want to try comedy is like, hey, it's not going to be perfect. You just got to go do it. Because yeah. people always make excuses for not going on stage. Oh, for sure. It's like, oh, it's not ready. And like, it's not going to be. Yeah. Half my material isn't ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's and the I, thing, you know, and you know this, and like, I'm sure most people listening or all the comics know, it's like, it is like this 
if you call it a craft, you call it an art or what, whatever it is, yeah. it's, it's like, uh, this thing that we do is never ending. It's never completely right. done. You no joke I mean? is ever done. No, for sure. And so mm-hmm. you're constantly chasing that carrot. Right. So yeah, you're never going to be perfect. Right. Exactly. You know? So yeah, because you can always get a tag or anything mm-hmm. like that. You yeah. Know? I think maybe it's one of the most organic kind of art. I don't know. Do you like calling that art or craft or anything like that? It's not a preference. I do say art. Do you? I think yeah. it is an art. Honestly, you know, comedy is a little bit of a science, too, because you use a scientific method. How so? Well, the whole point is you come up with an idea, hypothesis, mm-hmm. um, you try it out, you analyze the results, and you do it again forever. You have uh, to replicate the results before it becomes like a theory. Okay. So, yeah, comedy is a bit of a science, too. And the result is the laugh, right? Yeah. The punch. If it does well. Uh-huh. I'm not good at science. <laughs> <laughs> Next, math. It's like math. How's it like math, Kayla? How's it like math? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. <laughs> exactly. I don't know either. You don't know math either. That's fine. Uh-uh. <laughs> what are you adding? Or drinks and subtracting? Oh, yeah. I guess uh, the only thing you're adding is you're like... You're adding yeah. alcohol and subtracting your dignity, and then you get... Um, X. That's that's comedy. And X meaning that the person that that you brought as a date to (laughs) they saw you bomb. That's your X now. (laughs) They broke up with you. Yeah, I like that. I think I told you the other night. I actually did once have a first date. Come to it. It was weird. Like I didn't invite them flat out to an open mic, but this is also about court taps. I met someone on Tinder who was cute. And they actually were on the show after the open mic at Belcourt Taps. So we ended up just meeting there and watching each other. And there was no crowd there, and I bombed so bad. But <laughs> I still got a second date. So Oh, so it worked. What it was it, fine. Yeah. What did they do? Um, they're a guitar player. Oh, okay. Ooh. In Nashville. Mm-hmm. You should have done a guitar stand-up. That'd be fun. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be really funny. I don't know how to play the guitar. No, I meant him. Oh, him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't that yeah don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> well, all right. Well, this is around about the time that uh, I always like us to get in that uh, time machine. We're going to travel so far back in time. Are you ready for this? Uh, How old do you think I am? I don't know. <laughs> Can't be going back that far, Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was uh, four years old, you see. <laughs> uh, no, we're not going that far back. Uh, so, like, I'd be curious to know. Because uh, I don't think we've really talked about it. If we have, you probably I probably forgotten. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, too much of a good time sometimes. I yeah, think, you know. yeah. But uh, yeah, let the people know then, and remind me how you got started in comedy. Okay, so yeah, um, people always ask me how I got into comedy because I'm a pretty shy and awkward person in real life, and I'm a girl, so you know people are just like, "How the heck do you get into this?" <laughs> um, but Growing up, I think when I was about 11 years old, I started like flipping through channels because when my parents got divorced, no one was checking to see what I was watching on TV. Mm. And I stumbled upon like stand up. And I remember that experience watching someone's five minute set for the first time. It was like John Caparulo was on The Tonight Show. Okay. And I laughed so hard at him, like, whoa, this is a thing. I like this a lot. Yeah. Um, so I started watching Comedy Central. They used to have those stand up showdowns on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, like in January every year, like people could vote for their best 30 minute stand up sets. Um, and I just really got into stand up that way. But 
I never really thought I was going to do it. Like, I was always kind of funny in my friend groups, but I'm not a class clown at all. I think uh, I hear that more. Yeah. Like most, most of us weren't. Right, you know? exactly. Um, but I kind of did perform growing up. Like, I did do plays, and I, I sang most of my life. I really liked singing hmm. growing up. Um, but it wasn't until, like, in college when I was 19, I was a student ambassador at Zany's after I'd won tickets to a show there. And that's with that job, you just kind of um, send flyers and posters around campus to promote a couple shows. Okay. And then you can get some tickets to those shows too. And that's when I, it really started, I really started connecting the dots like, oh, maybe I can do stand up comedy. And I told all my friends I was going to do it for years. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually do it till I was 21, which is still pretty young. Um, like a month after I turned 21, I told one of my professors at Belmont that I always wanted to try stand-up. And then she did not stop asking me about it. And I was like, well, shoot, this is going to be a really awkward semester. I've got to go do this now. Yeah, yeah. And I saw a flyer for Belcourt Taps down the street. And, oh, my God, my first night, I was shaking so hard. Like, I never visibly shaked that bad in my life. And some some drunk guy tried to hug me. It was just really awkward. That made me feel worse. (laughs) But... Um, the host, Bo Schuster and Maria Tucker, they were both really supportive. And my first set wasn't the worst. I mean, they weren't full jokes yet, but once I was in it, I was in it. Like, that's all I needed that was quick. just to do that first mic. Okay. That's great. Mm-hmm. Just right out of the gate, you're like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. yeah. I knew I always wanted to do it. It's like, okay, as long as I can make it through the first mic, I can do this. Cool. The end. and i never did it again that was five years ago (laughs) i'm really uh scraping to find you know comics to be on this podcast i'm like i heard about kayla and she stopped doing it five years ago uh, i heard she did it once this one time no i'm kidding Uh, no because remember you were there the first time i did it yeah you were rude to me i was an asshole (laughs) i'm such an asshole (laughs) i don't know why I just don't know how to talk to people. But, you know, I ain't gonna lie. When I signed up, I was nervous as heck, too. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at, at Ultimate Comedy, it was, it still is, random drawing. And I didn't get up. And I was so happy. Because <laughs> all of that, all of that tension was gone. Yeah. You know, and I was yeah. so relieved for about five minutes. Because then he, uh, I got a guaranteed spot for next week. I was ah, oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. Now, yeah. And. Yeah, and that was the start there for that. Did you invite anyone to your first mic? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, me neither. I, I found out pretty quick just from hanging around, and uh, that's just kind of a thing you don't do. Right, exactly. You know? Now, I did send my clip to a lot of friends afterwards. Oh, nice. You know, I was like, man, you gotta check this out. And I'm sure I haven't. I've lost that those clips. That's like a few phones ago. It was right. probably it was probably like an, an iPhone one or How something. How long have you been doing comedy? Jesus. Uh, three months. You know? <laughs> How many phones have you been through? Oh well, you know. I'm rough on my phone. So. <laughs> uh but But no, I remember yeah. um after I did my first mic, I texted one of my friends, Gus, uh, my name on the list. And he was like, I'm on my way. I'm like, You're too late, I already went up. And then the uh, next day, I think Maria or Bo posted a photo of me on Facebook doing stand-up, and all my family saw it. And they were, they were like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So you didn't even tell them? Or... Oh, no. No. Wow. They were all supportive, but okay. but they were surprised. Really? Like, no, I, I think the only one who wasn't surprised I did stand-up was my best friend. She was like, yeah, you're funny. Okay. I get it. Everybody else was like, what? <laughs> they just couldn't understand really? it, really? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. You uh-huh. know? Uh, I, I don't think anybody... 
or friends and stuff. I don't think they were too, <laughs> too surprised, uh, that I started doing it. You know, I don't know. Um, I'll tell my patients at work quite a bit that I do stand up and they're all shocked every time I say it. They're like, huh? <laughs> because you give them shock therapy. <laughs> it's not shock therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- t- tell them, tell them what you do do. Yeah. I have an interesting job. Um, have you heard of TMS? I thought you were talking. I'm to talking to you crowd. right now. Oh, um, is it like, uh, no, I'm thinking of the, uh, the jaw. Oh, you're thinking of TMJ. <laughs> <laughs> I do not do TMJ. Um, but no, TMS is transcranial magnetic stimulation therapy. It's a treatment for major depressive disorder. Um, I basically put coils on people's heads and that coil will send magnetic pulses to activate brain cells, which will release neurotransmitters. It's just like what a medication would do, but it has less side effects and it's safer. Mm-hmm. And this has been FDA cleared since 2008. It's not hokey pokey, I promise. Because <laughs> a lot of people assume that when I say it, they're like, oh yeah, I love my crystals. I'm like, that's not the same thing at all. <laughs> I, I do science. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do rocks. You know? <laughs> well, how long have you been doing that though, right? Yeah, I've done that for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun job. I just talk to people all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see people five days a week for six weeks for a treatment. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to just see somebody um, come out of their shell of depression and they can be more talkative. They're starting to do things they enjoy again. They're laughing. I love when people start laughing again after being – because the patients I see have like treatment-resistant depression. So they've been depressed for – years and decades wow mm-hmm. so talk about a hard nut to crack i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah you ever try to crack jokes at them they wish <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know it'd be fun it's like once they finish the treatment it's like a final thing it's like now you have to come watch me do comedy and sometimes laugh. they ask and really? i said oh sure i'll let you know and then i don't <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> the truth is out on the podcast <laughs> Every now and again, though, if I tell people I do comedy, they'll say, it's like, oh, I know a comedian. And then I can't say anything because that's a HIPAA violation. But I've had quite a few patients who have known other comics. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So wanna, I can't say that. No. Oh, say I tried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen any comics in the chair, to be honest. I mean, y'all are poor. You don't have insurance. That's, that's it probably is. it. Yeah. That, you could all use it. Thank you. Yeah. That's a big compliment. <laughs> no, I have my crystals. You got crystals? Yeah. Yeah. No, what kind of crystals you got? Uh, uh, crystal cheeseburgers. Crystal cheese. Oh, yeah. crystals. <laughs> that, is, that has gotten me through depression uh, time and time again, I got to tell you. That's you a know. holistic healing Just right ask there. Josh Wagner. He remembers all those crystal boxes around the house. Shout out to Josh Wagner. You're going you're gonna to hate me for saying this, but I do not like crystals or White Castle. I thought you were going to say, I I hate Josh Wagner. No. Oh, yeah. You, you just despise it huh why, why i don't despise it i've never liked it it's, it's just a, not that good it's a acquired taste of, <laughs> i don't know like usually i'll get it when i when i drink too much you know and it's just like like, it's, like when you were a kid you didn't like it but as you got older actually i ain't gonna lie i'm kind of a trash person i've always enjoyed it uh i do like crystal way better than white castle i will say that shout okay. out to crystal burger hopefully mm-hmm. i'll get a uh Sponsorship? Sponsor. Ooh, there's an idea. A paid sponsorship for Crystal on this show. Wouldn't wow. that be awesome? That I'm going to start cool. doing my own Crystal commercials. And then, like, one day, maybe I'll get like a. Howdy, my rowdies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about the Crystal Burger. <laughs> I'm going to start doing it. And then just Ooh. sending it to them. Okay. And be like, I'm doing commercials for you guys. And they'll send you an email saying, hey, we're going to sue you. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. 
And then White Castle. Stop saying our name. And then I end up doing White Castle, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just delete this podcast where you said <laughs> you didn't like White Castle. <laughs> well, I'll tell you how good Crystal Burger is, Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, on the corner of Dickerson Pike right there in wonderful East Nashville. If you remember, there's a Crystal, and across the street there was a White Castle. Oh, really? Like, how wild is that? But the White Castle went out of business. Oh, there you go. Crystal is better. That's all I'm saying. Nashville's kind of weird like that. Um, off of West End near Vanderbilt, right across the street from each other were two Smoothie Kings. What? Yeah. Talk about cannibalism. Like, why would you even do that? Right. Also, who the f- who cares about Smoothie King? There's a lot of them around. But There's too many, isn't it? I wouldn't. I would never. I don't know. I just don't spend my money on that. Like it's so easy to make a smoothie at home. It's wild that, uh, uh, yeah, people at work, mm-hmm. like the boss, will be like, "Hey, uh, you guys want smoothie king?" I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> no." I'd never take want a margarita, one. but I'm not. Yeah, you know, that's the real smoothie. Yeah, exactly. King, you know. Yeah, just like yeah, just pick me up a real smoothie <laughs> king. It's called a frozen margarita. <laughs> uh, actually, my roommate has been making me smoothies in the morning. And leaving them that's in the refrigerator. That's nice. Wow. And that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I haven't had a smoothie. Does he just make some for himself and has some left over for you? Yeah. But okay. he did He could, I'm sure if he's mad at me ever, he'd just throw the rest of it in the trash or yeah, something. Yeah. But, uh, uh, he's been Feed making it to the dog. Me. Yeah. Wouldn't it be wild if like he keeps doing it and then one day he doesn't, I get mad at him. Yeah. You're like, where's my smoothie, <laughs> jerk? <laughs> like, I wasn't even leaving it for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just left it on the counter. I had no idea where they were going. <laughs> Oh, dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. They got a dog up there. Okay. Well, all dogs. They must hear your voice. All dogs go to heaven, I guess, <laughs> as they say. That's weird. All right. They're yeah, I don't know whose dog that is. They're interrupting the show. I'm talking about crystals and smoothies. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to my roommate, Matt, for giving me smoothies. And I tell you, after uh, the first day I drank it, I just felt so energized. It's wild. Oh, wow. It's like my body's just like, yeah, fruit oh, for the vitamins. first time. Yeah. You know, it's like. <laughs> Wow, Carl, vitamins and minerals. Yeah. You, know, you, you spoil us. <laughs> you get some crystals later. Like, oh, yeah. man, you know, I like to be honest, Kayla, I haven't had uh, a crystal burger or Taco Bell all year. And this is the longest streak of my adulthood that I've had one or the other. Wow, that's cool. I don't know why either. Don't they have the new, like, Taco Bell Cantina downtown? Yeah. Where they serve alcohol? Yeah. And that's, yeah, where they serve alcohol. Uh-huh. And, like, uh, buddy of mine had one uh in his town in bentonville arkansas okay uh, a couple of years ago and he said it was so wild to go in there and get like tacos mm-hmm. and then vodka in your uh baja yeah blast. i actually went to the one in vegas because i did go on a trip to vegas in march mm-hmm. and it was still kind of covid was still kind of a thing there it was pretty busy but like none of the nightclubs were open so the most happening place in on the strip was taco bell cantina they were oh. playing like early 2000s music. There was a DJ upstairs. There was a line to get in and security. And people <laughs> kept going, trying to get past security to go into Taco Bell. Wow. <laughs> Is it 21 and up? I think so. It, it probably has to be. A DJ. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun, though. There's probably a live band downtown Nashville. Wouldn't you probably. Think? Some country band That would playing. make sense. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Like maybe Jimmy Buffett's playing there or uh-huh. something. You know, People so. sneak, sneaking behind a security guard when they're not looking. That's just hilarious. <laughs> you ever been down to the uh, Margaritaville downtown? I have. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never been. I think I went once for a friend's birthday. I don't think I've ever been to any uh, Jimmy Buffett oh, okay. joint. How was it? I'm trying to th- I think it was okay. <laughs> I don't remember what I ate. Yeah, but for some reason, the, the the idea of like 
yeah, a Taco Bell canteen. It just sounds like a, a Jimmy Buffett move or something. Really? I heard a story. Uh, somebody told me of Jimmy Buffett going to one of his restaurants and uh, did a performance. And everybody's like, oh, wow, that was Jimmy Buffett's here. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, treating the guests. And then yeah. after he performed, he went to every table and demanded $200. What? Yeah, or something crazy like that. For, oh, my God. He demanded money for performing. I was like, this is your what restaurant. And also, wow. they didn't sign up for this. Right. You know, it's like you're bombarding people on something <laughs> Imagine if for. we did comedy somewhere at a restaurant where no one was expecting it. And then we go around saying, hey, 20 bucks, please. Thank yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you for... Thank you for uh, uh-huh. Thanks for, for supporting comedy. Pay up. <laughs> Thank you for supporting comedy. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that at the mic. I should, you know? Like, not even take donations, but like, yeah, it's gonna be a thing. Uh-huh. Remember the first mic? I can't remember if we went to the first one I did at the underdog. I think we were there, but yeah. uh, you know. And I said the rule. You know, I had those dumb rules. One of them was like, uh, it's a two drink minimum if you're if you're uh, want to get on stage, just because I want to see you drunk. Uh, you know, it's meant to be a joke. Right. Like, I, th- I kind of thought that was a joke, but I wasn't 100% I heard, sure. I heard at the end of the night, uh, the bartender, he's, he thanked me. He's like, dude, thanks for saying that about two drink minimum. I was like, what do you mean? He said, uh, everybody came up saying it's two drink minimum, right? And like, so I, guess he, <laughs> I guess he sold a lot of booze and made a lot of nice. money. I was like, dang. Well, that's what they get for not getting a joke. Yeah. I still say it, but like. I, just I'm to see to, what happens. I'm yeah. just trying to. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I need to. uh Assure them that it's a joke. I, don't I feel know. like I feel like Belcourt Taps had a sign saying two drink minimum, but I never did that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, you I know. mean, what 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 are they going to do if you don't have a second drink? I don't know. Like, especially with alcohol, like you can't force people to drink alcohol. Oh, that'd be fun as a could, business. Though. You really can't. That'd be good. Be like you have to <laughs> a, two, <laughs> a two cocktail minimum. Mm-hmm. You like, got to have a, a shot. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> Coke, get out of town. You know, it's like, no, here's a shot of whiskey. It's good enough uh-huh. for you. Yeah. Crystal burger. I don't care if you're 19 years old. Just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> drink faster. Yeah. yeah. Drink faster. And nerd. pay me $20 for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and Jimmy Buffett to come play. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, let's get back on track a little bit. So, okay. So you're doing mics. Yeah. Uh, doing the thing. At what point did you decide that you wanted to maybe uh, start your own? joint start your own ventures yeah so i remember my first showcase i did it with another comic um it was probably around my one year mark mm-hmm. and i don't know it's it's like i think you said about chad Ryden. um if people aren't giving you opportunities make make one i, I, I think it's the best advice for and it's it's comic. good to meet other people because i would have out of town comics kind of message me too and ask about being on the show um I don't know. It just felt like that was the next step for some reason. It's like, that just makes sense to do that, to have your own show and uh, get hosting experience. Um, And, you know, the show was great. It was at House Social Eatery, which was the old Stone Fox and I think is now Red Bicycle. It's been a couple of things. Okay. Um, But they had a little stage area, so it was really perfect. I got really lucky. We just walked in one day and we asked if we could do a show and the owner was there. He's like, heck yeah, I want to do that. Which that's really good to have the owners on your side. That's what happened uh, with my current situation. It's mm-hmm. like they're all about it. It's like this is yeah, great, you know, yeah. And I don't know. I think we had to switch to the night of it. I think it was originally Thursdays, and we switched to Wednesdays. But picking the right night too definitely makes a difference because mm-hmm. they're not going to give you a show on like a Saturday. Well, yeah, and like it'd uh-huh. be kind of 
difficult to ask, especially in yeah. Nashville being like such right. It's a music, music city, driven, yeah. You know? But that's what's cool about Nashville is that all these restaurants and venues already have the equipment, typically. Yeah. So not everybody has to buy stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, or bring haul around your own uh-huh. PA. You yeah, know, which uh, actually I, I did just acquire a PA. Oh, cool! Again, from my roommate. Uh, oh, for, wow! Uh, you know, that way I can do pop up shows wherever I want now, which mm-hmm. is cool. And uh, I don't know, I like the little weird venues, you know, like yeah. doing that deli show somewhere uh-huh. where it's not a typical bar or. It's weird. I kind of felt restaurant. like we were in a different city almost doing yeah. comedy because I feel like another. I don't know, maybe bigger cities they might have deli or coffee shows. Yeah, or coffee open mics. Right. Yeah. We. Yeah, we don't have coffee open mics. We don't. Huh. I don't know if... I don't know. Because I guess those mics would be like during the day, right? Well, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? It would be. I don't know. I don't think I've ever done mobile comedy during the day. I don't think most people I have people not do. figured that out yet. Day comedy. Brunch yeah. comedy. Yeah. It's kind of rough. Brunch comedy. Oh, that'd be awful. <laughs> I once saw a roast at 5 p.m. <laughs> really? The sun was blaring in. I'm like, this feels so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> This should happen at nighttime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What do you think uh, you gained out of doing those shows? Did it make you a better comic? Oh, absolutely. Hosting is such a valuable experience, both with open mics and doing your own thing, because you really learn how to, like, um, create a good lineup. Um, you learn how to, um, like, I think you and I have talked about this as a host. It, it's kind of weird. You almost feel like the audience doesn't want you up there because they just want to see the next comic or they're talking. So you got to figure out what to do Yeah, in that situation. But Lewis always says uh, they'll hate you because <laughs> yeah, they you're you. the host. It's not your job exactly. for them to like you. Exactly. This show's not about your set. Yeah, exactly. Your set's the least important thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just being able to create my own lineup was cool. Um, it's weird. You kind of learn. You learn how to be better on other people's shows, too. Because you'll, you'll have comics on your show, like, do shady things or maybe not be as considerate. So when you're on other people's shows, you have a little more respect for what they're doing. Yeah, because you, you've been there. Because uh-huh. you if you haven't been there, you really don't get it. I think it's very valuable for any comic that wants to know the business because it gives you yeah. every aspect of that, of booking mm-hmm. and promoting. Uh-huh. And, promoting. And, yeah, it's just important. all these things that go into it, you yeah. know, that. I think would help any comic be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Again, this isn't <laughs> right. This isn't you know uh, fresh advice here. It's it's right. But yeah, it's it's a good thing. And you know, just I mean, I think you see a lot of open mics handling weird situations, but you get that with shows too. I just thought of one thing that had happened. It was kind of funny. Um, right before our show one night, I guess right before us was bingo. and they didn't take their chairs down off the stage, and people were already sitting down in the audience. And I was kind of nervous that I was going to knock something over. So I got the owner to help me out. He knocked over the microphone and it hit somebody in the audience right in the face. Oh. And it was that guy's birthday, too. That's amazing. Um, but thankfully, the owner did it. So he just gave him free drinks and they had a blast. But After he got hit in the face, did you say, bingo? No, <laughs> I did not do that. I was just terrified because the show was going to start in like five minutes. Like, oh, God. Wow. <laughs> and I was talking to like um, somebody who was from out of town doing our show. And I was like, did you see that? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the guy had a blast. So yeah, that was good. But I don't know. You you just never know what you're going up after or what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. That's a fun thing about comedy. Uh, you know, what was the scene like when you started, Kayla? Like, or more specifically, uh, how many, like, female comedy comics were 
happening? Um, I don't. That's an interesting. Because it seems like these days you're starting to see more and more. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's always people that come in and leave. Yeah. There's always at least like 10% of the people in the room are females. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it was kind of the same. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if... I was definitely doing some dirtier jokes when I started out. And people seemed surprised when they hear it, so I did. I wasn't sure if anybody else was kind of doing that at the time. or. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they were, but... It was, it was kind of cool. It was What was also kind of weird about it was that I was younger than everybody at the time. Okay. Like, my first two years of comedy, I was the youngest one in the scene. Oh, and wow, I was okay. an innocent-looking little girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know better now. But appearances, yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and that helps when you do something opposite from right. where you look. You know. Yeah. Yeah, people have different expectations for you. But also, I feel like people try to take advantage of you a bit. Right, because they think, oh, she's, you know. Right. Like, I remember six months into comedy, I hosted, I guess hosted Bobby's open mic. And that was a fun open mic to host because, yeah, you really didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen. And I remember one guy came up and he had never done it before. And he he didn't do well. Um, And I don't think he could tell his time was up. So I kind of just walked to the stage, started applauding, letting him know it was done. The audience applauded. Mm -hmm. And I started to introduce the next comic. And the guy turned around. He was like, no, I want to tell another joke. And he tried taking the microphone like out of my hands. And I I pushed him away and told him to go fuck himself pretty much. (laughs) Um, But I remember... Um, our friend Josh Wagner went up to me after and was like, whoa, that was crazy. I'm like, has this never happened to you before? He's like, no. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Six months in, I'm already getting this treatment. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, good for you for being no nonsense, you know, yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, it's your mic. Right. You know what I, mean? like, I don't think, I think that guy went to one other mic that night and then he never came back. I love it when that happens. So it happens a lot. We don't need those kind of people. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be furious. I, I'm such a stickler for rules, you know, like. Yeah, like, me too. Well, I'll give a comic some leeway, but like. Right. If you're trying to go like six minutes, you know. Right. Minutes over your uh-huh. four minute allotment, get out of town, man. I think you know? people were a lot more like that when I had started here. Just like a to, little bit more for the Trying rules. to run the light and all the things. Well, no, no, just like people had more respect. Oh, okay. People followed the rules. Oh, I, I like um, that. The good old days. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not that people don't now, but sometimes people will like, I don't know. Like, I remember, I won't say names, but somebody once asked me to do some, like, five minutes on my I'll, showcase. I'll plug in names after this. I'll, don't I'll, do that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it happened a couple times where someone would ask to do, like, five minutes on my showcase. And I was like, this isn't an open mic. I'm, it's, it's booked, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then one time I actually caught someone talking shit about my show because of that. It's like. Because they didn't get booked. What the heck? It's a fi- I mean, it's a five-minute set. Go to the mic and do it. Like, yeah. I would never have the balls to, to ask that. Yeah. Like, I have balls, but I would not ask somebody to do a couple minutes on their show that they planned out. Sure. Well, not the day of. Well, this is... This, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, this stuck in my mind. I want to re-ask, because uh, you said you wrote dirtier jokes when you started. Uh-huh. At what point did you... Uh, was it a conscious effort to kind of get away from that? or um, That's been up and down. Like, I remember after my first year of comedy, I feel like I put expectations on myself. Because, um, again, what's kind of fun about your first year is that you're learning and you don't know what, what you want to end up doing. So you try sure. everything. But then 
Uh, my first year, I had this idea in my head. It's like, oh, I have to write cleaner to get booked on more shows. That's not a bad and, way to think, though. Yeah, you know? but honestly, when I like kind of tried down a set, try to write clean jokes, I just lost my rhythm. Like it just didn't wasn't feel right, right. Didn't feel like you. and I didn't sell it very well either. So I did kind of struggle after like one year of comedy to kind of figure out what I wanted to do again. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of brought like the dirtier jokes back, and people like them. Um, but I've just kind of been up and down in it. I don't deliberately try to write raunchier material. I don't think my material lately has been as raunchy as it used to be necessarily. But um, I can see that, you know. But I mean, I don't deliberately think about it now. It's just just whatever comes up. Yeah, what, yeah. What may be? Funny. I like it to be more natural. Gotcha. Like I don't like. I think my writing process has just changed a lot. What is your writing process? <laughs> so. I'm, d- I'm definitely not someone who writes every single day. Um, I do like putting ideas on my phone in my notes. And mm-hmm. then like once or twice a week, I'll look back at it and see what jokes I actually want to do that week. Sure. And my, I think my process even changed quite a bit since like the pandemic. Because I think the pandemic gave me some time to kind of think about what I'm not doing. And like something I've noticed about my jokes is that maybe they weren't finished. Like I could have added more tags to things. So I was kind of trying to make the jokes a little more complete before I told them. And I feel like that's been working for me the last month or so. Um, and I'll keep the same set, too. I was just talking to someone about this the other day. But I used to always think that I had to bring something brand new every time. Sure. But you really don't. Like, I, it's funny. My first three months of comedy. Oh, yeah. Um, you definitely really don't because half the people out there are just saying the same thing. I know. Every, every yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> it took me five years to figure it out. Um, <laughs> but no, um, my first three months of comedy or so, I did not repeat a joke. And then. I got asked to do a show. I'm like, shit, I don't know what works. <laughs> but well, I, I guess that's the down, the down yeah, of writing yeah. so much. Uh-huh. But I mean, I don't write nearly as much as I did then. But um, like even just like the same mics in a night, I thought people would get bored hearing the same thing. But comics really don't care. You yeah. just got to try your stuff out. Because again, and comics aren't listening anyway. Yeah, exactly. I don't think. I mean, uh-huh. sometimes they do. So yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, lately I've just been kind of keeping the same set throughout the whole week and trying to improve on that. And I think that's been helpful. Okay. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember there for a minute, right before the pandemic, you were thinking about what, wanting to start a, a, a new mic. Remember that? Yeah. That, a that, showcase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I've you, been you thinking that, about that. Yeah. That bug to like, try to find something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that went away because the pandemic yeah. went away. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your set's been good though lately. You know, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, it's, it's just fun to watch. You know, it's like when any of my friends do well, it's always great. You know, yeah, you know, it seems like crowds in general, in general, mm-hmm. are getting better, and like they just want to laugh. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like been uh-huh. cooped up for a year or whatever. Yeah, uh, I was getting a little nervous though the other week at the East Room. Like a couple weeks ago, I remember the audience was groaning not even at necessarily like offensive things but just at things that were sad i'm like well shit <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 right. can't talk about sad stuff right, right. oh no yeah. <laughs> but that was just kind of one week thankfully i think that's what everyone's scared comedy is turning into into what i don't just like kind of the pc cancel culture kind oh of yeah people I was afraid, are like scared of it i was afraid of that um like a couple of years ago, but now right. I'm just kind of like, no. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I think you can say anything. It's the classic thing. Say anything you want as mm-hmm. long as it's funny. Exactly. It's like, you're not going to offend me if it's mm-hmm. funny. You're going to offend me if it's not funny. <laughs> you know, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, 
when I started, I never really posted any clips of me on YouTube or anything mm-hmm. or any or a lot of tweets. And I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I don't oh, think yeah. I said anything that bad, but I'm just glad there's no proof of it. Yeah. If I did. <laughs> yeah. We well, you know it's fun now. It's like you can see everybody um, just post pictures on Instagram all day with them on stage. Uh-huh. And so you don't know if they're really funny or not. It's just a picture of them exactly. on yeah. stage. But yeah. you can present yourself. Yeah. If you don't play any clips, if you're not funny, you can present yourself like you're uh, a oh, real comedian. I'll see that on Tinder. I'll catch the comedians on like dating apps. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, calling them out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure like every comedian's on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> and like even the ones who've only done it a couple times, like the, their profile picture uh-huh. would be them at like an open mic. It's yeah, like I think you don't do this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're seeing on Tinder, but I see it on on Facebook and stuff. It's fun. Like, well, of course you don't see it on. Tinder. Oh yeah, yeah. You swipe on men. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Tinder guy. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. I'm old. <laughs> you know, a, what, what do y'all use? That's a young man's game. Nothing. <laughs> do y'all use pigeons or something? Like what? Do you- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Probably. You know, it's like a. What is y'all funny? <laughs> That is funny. Pigeons. I like that. <laughs> it's like carrier pigeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's Sending good. messages to blind date. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Roasted. I'm on podcast. That's cool. Uh, Sorry. I did this isn't roast the host, is it? No, I guess not. It's oh, okay. Damn. I went on the wrong thing. thing. <laughs> I'll delete this whole I, thing except I, for the Christmas It's, it's Saturday, not Monday. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. I, I don't know where I am. <laughs> You're getting, getting your days confused. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Days to confused. But yeah, you're doing a lot of shows right now. You're really getting into it. It's wild. Like, I didn't... I started one, I started another one, and I look back, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm in it now. You yeah. Know, it's pretty wild. That's really um, cool. It's fun. And that's a lot to do. Uh, it's funny. Patrick had a comment on one of my things the other day. He said, uh, uh, <laughs> said uh, Carl is the new old Chad Riding. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but like, you know, like, well, I mean, if my name is even mentioned for somebody that, you know, like. You're going to get some flying squirrels. Maybe I should. Yeah. Yeah. Or just regular squirrels. They have to fly around. Are they, You're going to teach them to fly? I'm going to teach them to actually fly. <laughs> I'm just going to throw them out the window <laughs> until they get it right. You know, I think that's how that works. Yeah. I've never seen Chad's squirrels. Yeah, they probably died before you started. No, he's still got squirrels. Does he have them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know that. I think he's still got... I think so. Maybe he's got new ones. Well, I hope so. I hope he's not... <laughs> <laughs> he's just has the dead ones in the cage. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Um, What is... I thought I had a question. Nah, I got a question. Now I'm out. I'm out of questions. <laughs> What do you want to talk about? You can ask me what my plans are. Uh, you want to talk about this? Sure, I can. I didn't know if we want to talk about it. We that. can. Okay. Uh, what are your plans then? <laughs> <laughs> You're not just going to edit that part out? You're just going to flat out? <laughs> I might, yeah. I'll just leave it. We'll just leave it as is. It's fine. All right, cool. Well, you know, I, I've been wanting to move to the West Coast, and I think I finally want, I'm going to do it now. I think Portland, Oregon. Is where I want to go. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. I went there two years ago. I just really like the city. I like their comedy scene out there. Um, yeah. I remember you saying that, like, you had fun. You did some mics and stuff. Uh-huh. There. And I got booked on, I think I got booked, I think it was just one show. But I met some cool people there. With you. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of fun traveling for comedy, too. Just not being around the same people, hear your jokes all the time. It's yeah. a good feeling to entertain new people. 
Well, that's exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of looking for work now, hoping to make those plans for the fall. For the fall, yeah. It's mm-hmm. coming up, too. Yeah. I mean, because otherwise I'd probably be doing what you're doing and trying to get some shows around here. Yeah. But. Yeah. I figured that was the case. That's yeah, why. yeah. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I'd wait for you to say, oh, I'm moving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to throw that out first. But, yeah, I think it'll be good for you. You know, yeah. it's like, good yeah. thing we caught you on the dumption before you left. Because right. then uh, you can't do it anymore because you're. A Portland person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess. You're only you doing national people. <laughs> well, I guess I have done like uh, Carter and since he left and Chris. Well, Collins. he's, I guess people who have lived in Nashville at some point. Yeah. That's, that's what I good. Yeah. 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 You know, like Rod, you know, like we, we did that recently. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. As long as you have a thing in Nashville at a certain point. Yeah. I think that's the prerequisite, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, good luck to you out there. I hope it, hope it, uh, Gonna keep doing comedy, I only assume. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I could, you know, I've taken a lot of little breaks from comedy. I don't see myself ever stopping. I mean, I think I've, pro- I've probably quit everything in my life at some point, but mm. I've loved comedy since I was like 11. So that's like over half my life. Yeah. And I'm not sick of it yet. I've had friends tell me, it's like, oh, you're gonna get tired of watching all that. Nope. Yeah. So you never that's, got burned that's, out? Nope. That's good. I mean, it's good to have breaks. But right. I don't think I'm ever going to stop. Well, yeah, it's good to hear. You know, it's like even people that do stop, they it seems like they always come back. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. at a certain point, yeah. I think. That always does kind of interest me what motivates people to start. Because there are some people like me who have been watching it forever. And then there are some people who just like, well, I don't know if anybody stays doing comedy after it, but sometimes people lose a bet. Oh, yeah. Those <laughs> yeah. guys and girls, like the ones that... I usually see those mostly at third coast, like the ones that go uh-huh. up because they're like the funniest person in the, at work and then they yeah. go up and then, you know, they play or for all their friends and all their friends are there right. and like they're applauding them, but they go on too early in the set and then everybody, everybody leaves, leaves yeah. you know, so next time I catch wind of that, they come to my mic, they're going dead last. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or you're going to stay the whole time and listen to and comedy open mics might just be on some people's bucket lists too. Just to just try to it once. It. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, I'll never... Which I respect it. That's cool. It's wild. Like, uh, everywhere I go now, if we're going to a comedy bar or whatever, if I'm in a lift and uh, talking, usually comedy will come up in some realm. And then <laughs> most of them, yeah, it comes up because I'm doing my sets on. I was like, check Oh, this really? Out. No, I'm not. <laughs> Running bits on the lift driver. That'd be fun. But uh, a lot of them lately have said, man, I've always wanted to try to do it. Interesting. You know, so like, I've been hearing that more and more from mm-hmm. people, you know. And I think that's probably why... The, there's so many more new comics uh, on the scene now is because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, I would only think. Yeah. It's like it gave people a chance to say, well, when life comes back, I always want to do this. I want to try it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, yeah, um, it'll I- be interesting to see that, mm-hmm. uh, how, how it progresses or whatever it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like telling people i do comedy <laughs> like strangers or like lift drivers yeah. especially if you're just talking to them for a couple minutes yeah because people get weird about it well actually everybody, most people have been pretty i, mean, I, pl- I play me. the i play the i play the lift you know if it's like a driver that's not really talking exactly i'm, like, I'm not gonna say anything. right no well no shit <laughs> that would be really weird just, just like, a silent ride it's like hey i do stand-up can you play <laughs> play my album here real quick yeah, can yeah, i get like, the auxiliary like, cord i think you're like this joke i think you're like this joke you know, and then they just slam on the race. And I, I used to have a bit, maybe I should bring it back, where um, I was getting a lift ride home and this guy was playing like covers and the voice kind of sounded like his. 
So I kind of wondered if it was his EP that he was playing or something. Uh-huh. And I could t- I could tell when he was like dropping me off, he was going to say something, but I was like trying to rush out of there because I don't I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean. <laughs> well, I mean that's mean to like because he ha- you right. have him in he has uh-huh. him, like cornered, cornered. In the way. So it's like listen to this. It's like, I don't want to. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, I get off right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, especially, I don't know, with me, people get weird about it. It's like, oh, I would have never guessed you did comedy. Tell me a joke right now, kind of thing. Do you not like that when people oh, say Oh, I hate comedy? that. <laughs> it's kind of like a rule, though, right? Like, as comics, we're, we don't give away stuff off, you know, off I, stage. I just never think of something off the top of my head. <laughs> well, like, I, I, <laughs> there's nothing I want to, like, say in conversation. I mean, you know? this guy, I mean, this guy upset uh, a few weeks ago because, uh, same thing. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you do comedy? He's like, Tell us a joke. I'm like, I just said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he got a little perturbed at it. I was oh, like, whatever. I'm not going to run bits on you, man. Right. You know? And also what people don't get is a lot of people have personas on stage. Yeah. Like they're not that same person off right. stage. Right. And like, so it just would seem weird. Yeah. And it's just off-putting. I think. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't mind to like running. I love running bits on, on y'all, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But I'll always ask, yeah. or, or at least say, hey, I'm going to run a bit on you. you right. Know? Sometimes I'll have comics who, like, ask me after their sentence, like, what'd you think of my joke? And I didn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also, like, which joke? Exactly. <laughs> or, like, they told the joke once, and, like, dude. Yeah, it's a lot I don't, to ask. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's 30 of us on tonight, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Some I definitely know people don't listen to my jokes because they'll still think I'm, like, innocent. <laughs> um, yeah, you said, or you like some people used to assume that I was like conservative. Mm. It's like mm, you listen to my stamp. I don't think you would assume that about me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, and maybe uh, uh, if you go back and listen to your materials, like oh wait, it does sound very conservative. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't have any pro-Trump jokes in my act Not at anymore. any point. <laughs> no, I never have. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll insert some in, in this uh, in this thing. I definitely don't talk about politics in my stand up. Yeah, because you know we're we're already bogged down with it, and I don't understand half of it, nor do I care. Well, there like it is. people go to comedy shows to laugh and not think about those problems. Some of them do. I think some of them just come to look at it. They wait till some comic talks about um, something. Uh, something kind of touchy and then they yell without hearing the joke that's definitely been happening a little more often Mm. as audience members are starting to get mad (laughs) (laughs) i've definitely seen that a little bit and they don't hear the joke they just hear like the topic and they're like you piece of shit oh yeah yeah that's always i'm waiting for that to happen to me (laughs) i think it's only happened once where like i don't even remember the joke but i think i used the pronoun he and then someone said, or her. Oh, my God. And, and I was like, we're not doing this right now. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the room laughed at it, so I'm not the only one who yeah. <laughs> thinks that's silly. <laughs> Good grief. What are people thinking? I don't know. It's like, you go, You know what? You go on stage. <laughs> you you do your manifesto for four minutes. That's just a straight Later up heckling, on. I It's, guess, it's dumb. Know? Yeah. I would never do. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I were wasted enough, but no, not. I mean, pretty much I wouldn't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, I learned my lesson uh, oh, very early on because I was being loud and obnoxious <laughs> very close to the stage. Uh, this is before I started comedy. I, I just came to support Vala Bird mm-hmm. at the East Room. Yeah. And at this point, I'm, this is like four, three or four months before I started. Mm-hmm. 
Rod's very interested in it. And Valo was working with me at the pub. Or actually, I wasn't even working at the pub yet. But uh, I knew Valo from the pub. And, yeah. Uh, she invited me. And Josh mm-hmm. invited me to, uh, yeah, open mm-hmm. comedy. And I'm sitting there on, like, the second row. And I'm being loud because I, I had a couple drinks. And then, mm-hmm. like, she called me out from the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, Carl. So I was like, oh. And, like, from that day on, I was like, I'm never to be a good boy. <laughs> I think I just got a little too comfortable. Mm-hmm. But like, I should know better. I'm a grown man. I yeah. mean, some people do go to comedy shows and they kind of respond to the comics. Like they're at home watching TV. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. how you respond to TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that that's, I mean, that, I mean, it's normal, but it is weird <laughs> that I, we all do that. I like they can guy, hear us. <laughs> I, had, I had a guy a few weeks ago. Uh, I did a joke and like, <clears throat> it was a new joke. And then, uh, didn't really, didn't really land. And one guy said, "That's funny." <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, I called it, called it out for like being like, "Oh man, it's so funny." Uh, he had to tell me that it's funny right. without laughing. Yeah, and of course, everybody laughs or whatever. But like, yeah. I love that. You know, it's like you sit in it and then wait for a laugh. And yeah, like, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I was like, I should be like, shut up. <laughs> it's not supposed to. <laughs> this is serious work. <laughs> one one time I. When I was like, I think I was a year into comedy, I told a joke and somebody guessed the punchline, part of the punchline. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> Before I said it. Ooh. It's like, you jerk. Okay. <laughs> it also told me, it's like, that was not a good joke. Wow. <laughs> if it was that obvious. Wow. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Um, have you ever had like a thing, like a big closer, you know, like uh, a joke that you always knew no works? Have you mm. ever done it? Like on a set, and then it not go over. Huh. I think I, I I used to have one closer, and I don't think it didn't work at any point. I've had it happen to me before, um, where I where I came up with some roast jokes. I think this was at Ronit's roast a couple of years ago. Actually, oh, okay. I think she's the only person I've ever roasted. But <laughs> no, she had us all come up with jokes at that day before we can leave and the first couple jokes i did were great but this last one i did was too i guess it was too personal and no one laughed and i was like well shit that's all i have bye (laughs) (laughs) well i I think i actually just profusely complimented rodney because i didn't know what to do (laughs) toasted i was like shit i should have just not done that last one (laughs) she wouldn't she wouldn't know how to take she would probably get rude or get upset that you gave her a compliment now she's like 85 or something right something like that yeah (laughs) but yeah that's i mean i've definitely had it happen before where i tell one last joke and it doesn't land it's like shit because you can kind of trick people into thinking you did well if your last two jokes do well they'll think your set was good yeah exactly it's 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 those bookends right it's Mm -hmm. you start strong you end strong then you use the middle to do you know like newer stuff or whatever it is yeah yeah i don't know i just i guess that's on my mind because i had the big closer and yeah two times i've done it it didn't it didn't pop and it was a thing that i always relied on it and uh uh uh, actually in retrospect like the next day i think i thought oh i'm glad that happened because Uh that's comedy yeah that happens you can never it's not like we were talking earlier it's it's not an exact science Mm -hmm. you know it's like you're always chasing that that laugh, and yeah. one thing that you think is a a guarantee, well, they take that away from you sometimes. And it's oh, room yeah. to room. Definitely. It's really just room to room. You know? Yeah. So I laughed at it, you know, because mm-hmm. hey, that's that's comedy. I've definitely had one room, 
and this is a brunch show. We're going back to brunch. Okay. Um, where I threw ev- like they weren't laughing at me, so I just tried changing up my sets, different styles of joke. They nothing. No. The only thing they laughed at was my reaction to not doing well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's always fun. It was like, ooh, that that was rough. I threw everything I knew at them, and they weren't grabbing onto anything. <laughs> that's a part of it. It happens. Yeah, it's a good, it's a humbling experience. You need some humbling experiences in comedy, for I sure. Guess. <laughs> I mean, you do. No, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right, and like, because you're always going to learn from it. You mm-hmm. know, it's fine. I will say I do I'm tell whenever I apply for jobs, I do like to put a little sentence in my cover letter of my hobbies because, I mean, my supervisor really likes stand up and she says like, well, shoot, if you can handle not doing well on a stage and failing, you could handle this job. That's, you could really handle a lot of things. That is interesting, though. Yeah. yeah. We do uh, eat a lot of crap up there on stage. We do. You know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I, I guess it does make us... A stronger Pretty person. resilient. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or I dumb. I don't know which one. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just aging, but I gained a lot of confidence doing stand-up for sure. I gained a lot of weight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that too. But I I did gain confidence as well. And not just liquid courage. Right. Like actual confidence. Yeah. And just talking. Yeah, I think that's just, this could be part of it, right? It's those dogs. Yeah, those dogs. Or squirrels, man. It's they're, the squirrels in no, the ceiling. No, they're yeah. dogs. They're not trained very well. Oh, okay. Yeah. They should not... not Move. A good yeah. dog never moves. <laughs> Wait, is that a dead dog? <laughs> yeah. All right, look. Uh, well, again, I appreciate you hanging out, but we are wrapping this thing up because this is okay. a, uh, what do you call it? A um, commutable podcast, as we say. So uh-huh. uh, right before we leave, though, Kayla, tell the good people where to find you online. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I got Instagram, Miss Kayla Evans, Twitter, Miss Kayla Evans. Um, I guess you can add me as a friend on Facebook. Maybe, maybe don't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but those are the main places. Yeah. Very cool. All right. One last question. And uh, I've been doing this a lot lately. All right. Uh, if you had a Mount Rushmore uh, of comedy and there's four people okay. on Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. Most comics don't know how many of them. <laughs> but if you had four comics, uh-huh. who would be on your Mount Rushmore okay. comedy? I always have three people I tell. I'll just have to think of the fourth one really quick. But I love Mike Birbiglia. He's one of the first people I started watching. Mm -hmm. Whitney Cummings. I really think I've been influenced a lot by her style. Bill Burr is my absolute favorite. I watch, I listen to his podcast every week, besides yours. Oh, well, that's (laughs) very nice. Yeah. Oh, and who's number four? Um, Johnny Hugh Amish. (laughs) I heard he was back. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Um,. I guess someone I – this is a little newer. Someone I liked over the years is Tom Segura. I really like his style. Okay. I'll take that. Well, wait, wait, wait. No. No. Can I take – can I do it today? Yeah, yeah. Take okay. So someone I watched a long time ago who's kind of grew up near where I grew up, Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> Have you not seen him? Uh-uh. Okay. No, I just mean I can't say his name. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, Whoa. I really liked his style. Okay. Too. That's the first on a uh, – uh, one of these Mount Rushmore school. Okay. All right. That's cool. Because everybody's like Bill Burr. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I get it. Yeah. If you don't yeah. like Bill Burr, I don't, I don't care about your opinion on anything. <laughs> I got to be honest. Well, that's fair. Uh-huh. I dig it. All right. I think we did the thing. It's called a podcast. Cool. Uh, appreciate you hanging out. Thanks for having me. Oh, this yeah. is fun. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you.
was, guys. Another episode in the bag, man. Appreciate Kayla Evans for hanging out with us. And appreciate you for hanging out with the Badum Ching, with Carl. Now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those things, man. Tell your friends, tell your foes, tell your neighbors' foes, tell your bros, tell your girls. Haha, <laughs> you thought I was going to say the H word. Not this week. Uh, click that subscribe, click that like. As always, uh, shoot me an email if you have any comments, questions, concerns. CR3comedy at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. Follow me on the Instagram and Twitter at CR3comedy. Uh, nothing but bangers in the future. I've got shows booked up and it's all in the up and up, ladies and gentlemen. So until next time, see you later. <laughs>